Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Captain Hunter's Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated toward bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing some of the uh, events throughout the week. Uh, Some people sent me a video, which I really, really appreciate. And so I'm going to discuss that particular video. So the first episode is going to be about uh, the rideshare stings um, that were going on in L.A. uh, back in 2015 through 2016. Now, uh, I realize that this information may be old, but however, back at the end of 2020, there was a resurgence of these videos. My son sent me the video. Uh, my uh, another friend of mine sent me the video and asked me my opinions about these so these things are coming up now and the reason I wanted to discuss them is because people are seeing these videos in current times even though they may have occurred uh, a number of years ago and people are seeing these videos now and are re uh, are getting amped up about the police conduct or misconduct and everything like that and so one of the major things that I really want to discuss and focus on is on is on the fact that is on the fact that uh, 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 the police are often not uh, held accountable for that. So uh, uh, police are not always responsible for what is going on. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. So the second video, so the second audio uh, presentation is going to be about the Haskins situation. Haskins is a quarterback or was a quarterback for the Washington football team. He was recently cut at the end uh, sometime in December, I believe, from the Washington, professional Washington football teams from the NFL. And finally, we're gonna talk about the uh, DC uh, events. Uh, I did a live episode um, uh, just for for about 18 minutes talking about the DC event. Uh, I do plan to do another episode that's gonna be a little bit longer, just talking about you know how we got to this particular place and point in time. So. Uh, I'm lining up some guests uh, for you all to listen to so you won't have to listen to my uh, rantings and ravings (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. So before we get into it, obviously, I want you guys to make sure you rate, subscribe and share these episodes. Please make sure that you rate, subscribe and share these episodes. If you all did not know, I do a Monday episode live every monday 7 30 p.m eastern standard time where i talk about different current events I always have different guests and we just have a great time discussing a number of different things so if you can't listen to the audio podcast uh, as you all are doing uh, or if you have a time and an opportunity tune in to captain hunter's podcast page on facebook on youtube as well as periscope 7 30 p.m eastern standard time but if you can't make those of course uh they will live on the on those particular platforms and also i download the recordings as you all know and you can listen to them here on the audio podcast as well um please make sure that you rate subscribe and share these episodes support the podcast through paypal cash shop and venmo a dollar an episode five dollars a month whatever you can do and if you consider pledging five dollars a month particularly through the patreon page you can do that through podbean's that's Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Do their uh, Patreon page, or you can go over to uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You can pledge $5 a month, $10 a month, or whatever you can do. And what I'm going to be doing shortly is I'm going to be releasing midweek encouragement sessions. Uh, and so if you pledge through Podbean or, or, or pledge through the Patreon page, then you will get these midweek encouragement sessions, right? So it's part of my life coaching business. want to really uh, start delving into that a little bit more, digging deeper into that. Um, so a lot of times we all go through something. Did you all know that 70% of the population, it is estimated anyway, that 70% of the population deals with some type of 
uh, inferior inferiority complex, uh, whether it's um, imposter syndrome or something along those lines. We all type deal with something that we, that, we uh, that would cause us to need some type of encouragement. So many people go to church, many people listen to meditation tapes, many people listen to encouragement tapes. Uh, so I, Captain Hunter wants to give you all something else to listen to, and that's going to be throughout the mid, middle of the week, Wednesday or Thursday, whenever I decide to drop them. Uh, they'll be up either Wednesday or Thursday just to give you a midweek boost and, and pick up. It's not going to be a long episode, 15, 20 minutes at the very, very max, but I'm shooting for 10 to 15 minutes just to give you a, a, you know, a, a word of encouragement. So be on the lookout for those. That's going to be a special page, special uh uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a lock session, so you have to subscribe in order for you to get access to all that. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'll announce more about that within the coming weeks. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is a couple of different episodes, just my random thoughts throughout the week. Uh, and so, here we go. Hey, everybody, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again. Really, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, so, I just wanted to do a really quick video. A couple people sent me. Um, uh, a couple of videos or well, a, a video actually on the uh, entrapment of uh, some uber drivers that was going on um and uh, so what they did was they sent me the video on instagram and asked me my thoughts and my opinions a couple of people sent it to me so i want to weigh in on on this so uh, i was going to play it from instagram but but uh or i was actually going to do i was going to play from instagram and i was going to do a live episode about it but i want to talk about um what you know some this is another reason why people don't like the police and, uh, and and just take a look at you know what's happening here. So we'll play the video uh, once again. I was going to do it live, but I didn't want the sound to be all messed up or not have the sound playing again. So what we'll do is we'll play it uh, live here. So just uh, watch the screen here. And these two people are the two individuals that entrapped me right here, and they're trying to do it right now. They're trying to get every other Uber driver. Trying to get every other Uber driver and Lyft driver right now. It'd be dope if I could catch one. Look at him, waving people down. The woman said that she didn't have a phone, or no, she said that her phone was. She said her phone was out of battery, and the guy said he had a flip phone. Said he had cash. They're trying to catch all kinds of people. Watch this. Hey, brother, yeah. those people are undercover cops. I just got a citation for this. Oh, really? Yeah, they trapped me. Yep. Good job, guys. I see y'all in court. Oh, I thought your phone was dead. Oh, your phone ain't dead no more, huh? Your phone ain't dead no more? Yeah, I didn't take nothing from you. I took nothing from you. I took nothing from neither one of you people, and you know I didn't. You know I didn't take nothing from you. Oh, I'm not harassing nothing. No, I'm not harassing anything. Y'all entrap me. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. Oh, now look at this. Look at this. What you mean, how am I doing? I just got trapped, and I just wanted to stop somebody else from getting trapped. That's all. So how can I help you today? You know by doing this, you're interfering with an investigation. I'm right? not interfering with no investigation. Yeah, so no, whenever a car pulls up... I'm not so interfering with anything. I was making a video and they just happened to have some people pull up. Okay, so you know you can be arrested. Okay, so that's the video right there. So uh, here's what was going on. And we'll, we'll get to this daily dot uh, uh, um, 
article in a second here. So apparently back in 2015, 2016, LA, uh, and I didn't look this up, but LA was doing um, uh, stings on Uber drivers. What I mean by I didn't look this up uh, is that um, they were doing stings on Uber drivers. And I'm not sure if there was a state law or just an LA, LA County or LA city law where they were trapping Uber drivers. So if if an Uber driver was off the clock, you know, for lack of better terms, or, or Lyft or whatever, um, they have to use their app. Uh, they have to be summoned by the app in order to arrive at a certain destination. So what they were doing is, um, you know, if you're if you're off the clock and haven't been summoned by the by the application or you know the powers that be, uh, and you pick up a fare, then then you were charged as like a bandit or gypsy cab or bandit cab, gypsy cab, whatever. Um, of course, you know, then the city, the town, the the Uber itself are all missing out on revenue and all that type of thing. So a lot, there was a big outcry about it because you know, this is this is silly. There, there's got to be a better use of, of police resources a better use of time and all that type of thing by by the police officers uh, state's prosecutors should not be prosecuting this type of thing i'm i'm saying i think that 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 this is a complete silliness waste of time resources energy and all that type of thing Tr running around trying to catch uber drivers really i mean uber drivers have gone through screening processes uh and everything like that so why are you trying to catch people who are trying to make an uh, an extra buck uh really really is counterproductive and really destroys citizen uh, community police relations. That's all. That's all that they were doing, right? So, uh, so again, we don't know how old this video is, but it resurfaced at the end of 2020. Uh, and like I said, some people sent this video to me on Instagram. Um, so, if we go to this Daily Dot article, which was uh, it, uh, written by Rochelle uh, Rachel Kylie, it says resurfaced video showing Uber driver exposing undercover sting reignites frustrations with police. The officers tried to convince drivers to give them a ride without using the app, right? As you can see, this is published December 31st, 2020. Uh, so again, uh, what they're doing seems to be part of the LAPD sting operation that was particularly prevalent in 2015, where police would pose as ordinary citizens and flag down Uber or Lyft drivers. They would generally then claim uh, that they they didn't have a smartphone or their battery was dead or, or something like that. Uh, and offer cash to be taken to their destination. If the driver accepted, they're given a citation for operating as a bandit cab and making money under the table. I mean, this is a good use of police resources. This co increases community community relations. Again, we don't know how old this video was. It could have been taken back in the 2015, 2016 timeframe. But when people watch this in 2020, as it resurfaced or 2021, they their frustrations continue to grow with the police. And maybe that's why it's being republished just to show what the police were doing back, you know, five, six years ago or whatever. So uh, let's see. Uh, so he goes on to detail that. Uh, here, here, just at the end of the article, it says these uh, undercover operations against uh, ride hail uh, drivers caused an outcry in the LA County back in 2016. It resulted in 200 people being given citations. On more than one occasion, drivers were caught up in the sting, said that the officers went out of their way to put them in a position where they didn't feel that they have a choice and even cited them before they agreed upon anything. Uh, and then, it, you know, the people were going on Reddit and other different uh, uh, opinion forums uh, and just shows you uh, cops were investigating things that weren't happening happening until the, until they instigated it. Right. Um, and I want to get back to this point about being instigated in, in a second here, although the video is not new. Although the video itself is not new, it was posted uh, in YouTube 2019, very well have made, been from 2015, 2016 operations. 
let's see. Cops shouldn't be thugs for hire. One one uh, 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 opinionated person wrote. Others might be hardened critics. Uh, uh, others are more hardened cynics. More not remotely surprised by seeing this kind of behavior by police officers. It's essentially, going out of the way to make life difficult for people who are less likely, uh, who are who are to make life more difficult for people who are likely already struggling to make ends meet. U.S. cops are using entrapment to lock people up every day. Nothing new. The system is designed to lock anyone up. Prison is a business in the USA. You know, city leaders need to find other ways to raise money. I, I cannot agree with, with these sentiments even more. But I want to talk about this idea of entrapment. Is it entrapment? Sometimes we think about uh, um, um, prostitution stings, right? And prostitution stings, essentially, and I'm talking about street walking prostitution here. Uh, essentially, what's going on is, uh, you know, we would send officers out undercover, female officers out generally undercover to walk where known prostitutes or street walkers, whatever the politically correct term is. Well, we would send them out to to walk the streets and see if someone would pick up. Now, they were not allowed to flag people down. They were not allowed to, uh, uh, you know, make any type of enticing type of movements, right? People had to come up to them and, and there was a reason for that. And here's the reason. Entrapment, as you can read here, is a, is a complete defense to a criminal charge on a theory that the government agents may not originate a criminal design, implant an innocent person's in an innocent person's mind that the disposition to commit a criminal act and then induce commission of the crime so that the government may prosecute. Uh, then it goes on to have the citation there. A valid entrapment defense has two related elements. The government induces inducement of the crime and the defendant's lack of predisposition to engage in criminal conduct, right? Other two elements, predisposition is far more uh, important. So when these officers here in LA were, were flagging people down, right? That That is the inducement by the um, by the government, right? These are the government agents who are, who are trying to get people down. Now, uh, or trying to weigh people down. So I'm, listen, I'm not a criminal defense lawyer. I'm not a prosecutor or anything like that. Um, although I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, so th this is the problem that people are going to have, and I'm sure that this is going to be the defense that, that they would go on and, and all that type of thing. So it's I, in my mind, uh, being the rookie um, a law law person, law expert that I am, uh, it, it looks like entrapment to me because they're because they're waving people down. As I mentioned with the prostitution stings, there's reasons that we could not weigh people down, right? Uh, because you don't want to be accused of entrapment. There has to be some type of mental uh, mens rea about the uh, about the uh, the person who's going to commit the crime that they have in their mind to commit a crime, and so they they pull up on women looking for certain things and start asking them for certain things. Well, here Uber drivers. Uh, are just driving down the driving down the street and just getting flagged down. So again, I'm not I'm I'm not fully aware of all that was going on uh, in L.A. How they were flagging people down uh, and all that kind of thing. But I do know that I I believe that there was a, a better use of the government's time, energy, and resources by by going after Uber drivers. Now, are, are there were there Uber drivers at this particular time who were operating under the table, who were doing things criminal? Maybe they didn't have the background checks. I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the history of that and where this all came from. And let me just end off with this particular point: is where it all came from, right? So I, I'm sure that that they 
received instruction, they being uh, the officers who are out there doing these different sting investigations, received instructions about how to go about it, flag people down or whatever. They received that from their supervisors, command staff, the police department, and they more than likely uh, ran everything by the prosecuting attorneys uh, who, would, who would ultimately have to prosecute these citations or whatever. So they received instructions. So a lot of times when these frustrations are geared towards or aimed at the police, they're really problems of city government and city officials. And that, that's why I talk about in this book, <laughs> uh, police reform, right? Uh, you know, my, my guide and, and my thoughts about how we can change the criminal justice system. While I do not address entrapment in this specific thing directly, I do talk about that we need to change city government. You need to go out there and vote city, state, county governments go out there and vote let your politicians know what your thoughts are about entrapment about these citations sting operations or anything else that's going on in your community you need to get out there and talk to them write them letters and make your voices known and heard and therefore as as the as the uh, as the article insinuated doesn't say specifically just says it caused an outcry was it because of the outcry that uh, that they backed off of this type of thing if so, that tells you that the squeaky oil gets the grease. Make some noise. Make some some some. Uh, make your voice heard. And the legal method to change the policies of the police department to change the policies uh, of city government. If you know, tell your prosecutor you don't want your police officers getting dressed up, flagging people down who are just trying to make some extra money. This is silly and crazy. Now, if they were catching pedophiles by doing this, if they were catching. Um, uh, um, uh, axe murderers, serial killers. That's a, that is a different discussion. Um, but Uber drivers generally were, were being screened. And so you're going to tax these people uh, under the table, you know? So it really just, it just is really puts a bad taste in people's mouths. And who takes the brunt of these policies that are passed by city government? It's the police. Nobody's blaming the politicians. Nobody's blaming the mayors. Nobody's blaming the uh, the the criminal defense. The the um, uh, the prosecutors. Most of the time, their anger and ire is aimed at the police, and they put up videos like this, which which restokes everything from from twenty from five six years ago, from 2015, 2016. You know, so so this is this is this is a problem that we need to correct. I would ask and hope that any supervisor. Uh, police officers, commanders of divisions would take a look at their policies and procedures and, and see, is this, the, is this the best use of resources of our time? Why are we doing the things that we're doing? Um, I know that many times police officers are simply following orders. Again, I'm going to reemphasize, stop taking your frustrations out on the police. Start looking at the people who are passing these laws, rules, and regulations. Again, for, as a final point, we look at Ferguson, Missouri, and all that was going on in Ferguson, Missouri, when the police officers were targeting black citizens, getting their increasing their coffers. Uh, this in 25 percent of the Ferguson budget was based on black citizens being targeted and ticketed and everything like that. It is because the city management and city government was 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 demanding these types of actions, and that is what needs to change. And those are the people who need to go. Do you want to change the system? You want to change and improve community police relationships? And the police have to stand up and say, well, listen, we're not going to engage in these type of behaviors. Find some other way to make re to make revenue. Um, yes, the, the, the someone was right. 
U.S. cops use entrapment to lock people up every day. Nothing new. The system is designed to lock anyone up. Prison is a business in the USA, you know, right? These private prisons, these, these tickets, these, this building up of these things. We have to take a look, a long, hard look at what we're asking and looking for from the criminal justice system. And so here's an example of, 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 uh, of bad faith, bad tactics by uh, the city government of L.A. Hopefully they, they, they changed it. And I don't blame the cops. Right. Um, I, I, they're doing their job. But you got to take a look at the city government and all that kind of thing. So th- that's it. I really just want to explain this particular video. I'll take a look at it, what entrapment is. Um, and uh, I, I hope that um, in the future that uh, officers, command staff, and yes, prosecuting attorneys and, and city officials will take a look at uh, the results of their actions. Right. Uh, you, 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 they tell officers to go out there and do a job, uh, but they have to look at what are the possible ramifications, particularly of police community relationships in doing this action that they've been asked to do. And um, I know it's difficult, but hopefully they can stand up to they being the police administration would stand up to and say, listen, we're not going to engage in that type of behavior because it could have serious detrimental effects upon uh, our engagement with the police, with the community, and therefore we, we will have tr- trouble solving crimes because people look at these type of videos and they don't want to communicate with us. They don't want to cooperate with us. They don't want anything to do with us. And it makes it more difficult for us to find the axe murderers, the ki- the, the, the pedophiles, the serial killers, uh, the drug dealers, um, and you name, the, you name the criminals out there who are actually out there hurting people rather than the people who are just making a buck under the table. You know, tax tax evasion, right? Um, so anyway, um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Make, please make sure you pick up the book, lulu.com, lulu.com. Uh, you can guys can go over there, pick up the book. Follow me on Instagram, uh, IG, uh, CPTL Hunter, Twitter, CPTL Hunter. Send me messages over there. Send me videos like this. I'll be glad to go over them, talk about them. Um, CPTL Hunter at gmail.com. I used to have it up on here cptlhunter at gmail.com Hey everyone, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again and so I just wanted to drop in just for a few moments here to uh, talk about a situation that had come up uh, that I thought was was worthy worth uh, discussing. Now I know that I kind of did this impromptu so people come and come if not it'll just live on on the internet and I'll upload it to the audio um, podcast as well. So what I wanted to talk about is, um, is really some, some, some things that I think that really, really kind of bothersome uh, to me. And um, y- you know exactly what we do here at Captain Hunter's podcast, which we're trying to uh, bridge the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. And so what I wanted to talk about is, is, uh, you know, we, we point the fingers a lot of times at, at the police and say what they can do, how they can get better, how they can, um, uh, make improvements and all that kind of stuff. And so what I wanted to talk about um, was the community, what, what's going on in the community. In particular, I wanted to talk about the Dwayne Haskins uh, situation. Now, this is not about any particular NFL player or anything like that. So uh, I, I have, you know, as I gotten older, I'm not really one of those people who really is following sports all that much anymore. I mean, I watch a game here, I watch a game there, I'll tune in for five minutes and all that kind of stuff. So, but I wanted to talk about the Dwayne Haskins situation. Now, Dwayne Haskins was a is a 23-year-old NFL player uh, who uh, was drafted very highly in the NFL draft and uh, was drafted by the Washington football team. So, I want to talk about that because 
uh, in recent events, uh, he was just released from the team on Monday uh, for just crazy, crazy behavior, crazy behavior, um, not uh, showing up to practice or, or whatever's going on. You know, I'm reading different things and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just don't, don't really know exactly all that's going on. But what I wanted to discuss in particular is the problem that we're having as far as um, uh, as far as what happened with this particular player outside of it. Right. People get to the NFL all the time and they and they and they mess up. Right. Um, and, and people get to the NFL. They 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 have good. They're either good or they're, they're bad or they bust or somewhere in, in between. Right. So. So that's not an issue. What I'm having a problem with is the allegations that this man wasn't showing up to practice, not, good, not making team meetings and all that type of thing. That, I think, is inexcusable. And that is what must be addressed. We cannot just look at again if we're talking about bridging the divide between the community and the police right these problems these symptoms these issues are a matter of people failing in our communities and that's what that's what i really wanted to discuss and so there was another man who addressed this situation his name is booger uh, mcfarland yeah i know what kind of name is that but anyway that's that's his uh that's his name so here, here's an article from yahoo today and i want to read to you i was going to try to play it but i'm not exactly sure if if everything is going to come through with the audio, I had problems with that the other day. So here's from yahoosports.com. You guys can see that here. Uh, so here's what this man says. And here's a video someone took of, of Booger McFarland. Uh, I found this opinion by Booger McFarland in regards to Dwayne Haskins to be really wild. Right. So people are not agreeing with this, uh, what he's saying. So here's what this man says. Booger McFarland was a former NFL player himself. Oftentimes, young players, especially I'm going to go ahead especially young African-American players, because they make 70% of this league. They come into this league and ask themselves the wrong thing, McFarland said. They come into this league saying, not how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how can I be a better person? How can I get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I make my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody that I'm ready to go, but when I get to the game, I don't perform? It goes on to say, Booger McFarland goes on to say, uh, Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, is not the first case I've seen like this, McFarland continued. And it won't be the last. And it bothers me because of, because a lot of it is the young African-American player. They come into the league, they come in and they don't take this as a business. It's still a game to them. I saw a quarterback do it. I saw a quarterback do it. I saw Jamarcus Russell do it. The number one draft pick. Uh, the number one pick in the draft, they gave him $40 million and he threw it down the damn drain because he didn't take it seriously. So he goes on to talk about it. Um, names that didn't come up in his rant include Johnny Manziel, Ryan Lee, Paxton Lynch, and Jake Locker. Other notable quarterback busts who obviously don't meet the criteria stated, uh, the stated criteria for criticism on Monday. So Booger McFarland is really going in on black NFL quarterbacks because of their uh, inability to to cut the mustard when, when it comes down to this. And I, that's that's the problem that I'm having. Right. It's it's OK that people don't perform. It's not I mean, it's not OK. You're giving 40 million dollars as Jamarcus Russell was. These are all NFL pl players. If you know, if you're not following NFL, you know, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But just keep just bear with me here because I want to talk about culture. And that's that's what I want to get to is the culture and what's going on behind the scenes, right? Booger McFarland obviously has has insights to what's going on, not only on the field, but what's going on in the locker room. He's He has access to all this type of thing. And this is the problem that we're having. Johnny Menzel was a white white quarterback uh, who, had, who had certainly 
big issues, gambling and all this type of thing. He's drafted by the Cleveland Browns and had off the field issues. And that's the problem I'm having is, is with our culture. And uh, what Booger Mark Farland is saying is that it's it's he, he's summing this up is this is the this is a culture that, that we have to address. And this is something that we have to really get to. And this becomes this becomes the, 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 the serious problem that we're having is that of culture. What is going on? that these NFL players are coming in and not taking this as 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 serious as a game it's still looking at it as a game they're they're you know they're not getting good advice in the case of Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins was two times fined for uh, violations of the NFL covid rules two times he was fined for it uh one time he brought in someone uh from from a different part from a party right they're supposed to be isolated and so no one else on the team gets sick so he brought someone in and another time he actually went to um a party or some event and some said it was a strip club he he denies that it was a strip club and all that kind of thing so two times that this man has been fined for this and as i mentioned dwayne haskins was was alleged to have not been attending team meetings leaving practices and all this kind of different stuff i mean all this kind of stuff is on the internet so what's going on in these young young men's minds they've been given great opportunities great great opportunities and they're failing to meet these opportunities they're failing to step up and we have to say something about this we have to look at other people we we, we have to look at ourselves before we look at other people excuse me there's a quote that that is attributed to one of uh, Malcolm X's mentors, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and he said, apparently, he said, uh, "I'm having trouble finding this and verifying this, so I don't know if he actually said it or not." But he, but it's alleged that he has said that before we look at other people, we have to look at ourselves. Before we can look at what the police are doing, how they're shooting us, how they're interacting with us, before we look at what the politicians are doing, before we look at how the teachers aren't aren't teaching up to our standards and our, uh, up to our codes and what we think they should be accomplishing, and uh, they're failing all these tests, our kids are failing all these tests. Before we look at all these types of things, we really have to take a look at ourselves and see what what's going on in, in, in our own homes and in our own communities. And I think that Dwayne Haskins' situation is a beautiful sum up of the, someone who's been given talent uh, an opportunity and the ability to proceed and to go forward and he blows it because he can't keep himself together because he can't follow the rules of the team and that is the biggest issue I don't have a problem with you going in there throwing interceptions and all that kind of stuff I mean people make it and they don't right if the NFL also not only is it a national football league but but it also stands for not for long right if you if you don't come in here and perform so if you're not performing you're not living up to your standards and up to your codes and up to and everything like that then uh, then you you got to go, but it's it's another thing to not make the practices. It's another thing to not uh, follow the team rules, and that is the biggest thing that I have a problem. That is the biggest item that I have a problem with, and we have to address these things. Stop looking what the police are doing. Stop looking at what the politicians are doing. Stop looking at what the teachers are doing. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing. Stop pointing the finger at other people. If you ever notice when you point the finger, you got three fingers pointing back at yourself. Stop pointing the the, the finger at other people and other situations. We have to take responsibility for who we are and what we are in, in some of the downfallings that we have. And so let me just end off with this last little uh, video here. It's a video that I'm not going to show because it was so disturbing, so disgusting. Um, so I wanted to uh, just talk a little bit more 
uh, about this particular video right here. This is a video, if you can see, you can go to Tariq Nasheed uh, and uh, it says, are we ready to have this conversation family, right? He, this is Tariq Nasheed talking to, uh, you know, his followers, his listeners on, on, he has a huge following on YouTube and other different platforms. So we have a young lady here who's got to be at least 18, 19, 20 or something like that. And there's a bunch of kids in this video. I'm not going to show the video because there's a bunch of kids in it and all that kind of stuff. But here's a kid's face. And this is the actual the first frame. You can't get any other thing like that. So I don't know how old this kid is. Uh, but anyway, this young lady right here takes it upon herself, takes it upon herself to twerk, to dance in this bathroom. And obviously they're video recording it. She's doing it live because you can see people are down here uh, uh, looking at it and all that kind of stuff. So she's dancing and twerking and all the kind of stuff. This young man and a bunch of other kids that are that are behind the shower curtain going on right here. They start hitting her in the butt. She then pulls down her pants, shows her thong, and then continues dancing and everything like this. So what kind of message is this sending to this young man, to the people who are watching the video, to the other young men? And because there's a bunch of boys back here, uh, what what kind of image does that does that portray? Uh, portrayed to their mind what is what is being ingrained in their in their psyche what happened to this young lady that she would disrespect herself to pull down her pants in front of these pre-prebescent kids right they got to be 10 11 and something like that they can be no older than 13 years old she pulls down her pants and shows her underwear shows her thong to these to these young men puts it on the internet for for the world to see what's going on in her brain what's going what and how is she developing these these young men where is the culture? Where is the parents? Where are the, the, the authority figures who tell her that this is wrong? As, uh, I hope that someone has reached out to her and said that this was wrong. I hope that someone has disciplined these children. I also hope someone has disciplined her. I, I really, really hope that this is that this uh, situation has been addressed. Again, I'm not going to show the video, um, but you can go to Tyreek Nasheed. It's on Facebook. It's, it's, it came across my feed. Very, very, very disturbing. Uh, that that she would post this, and this is this is w w what I want to tie in is the Dwayne Haskins situation uh, with with lack of of taking the job seriously uh, to this incident right here of of what's going on in our communities, what's going on in our environments, what's going on right. We, when we talk about when we have shows about talking about the importance of fathers, importance of of disciplinarians, uh, this is exactly is that is exactly what we are talking about. This is why it's so important. This is why I did an episode called "Bring the Bulls Back," right? Uh, a bunch of episodes before in which I talked about the importance of male manhood, male masculinity, male leadership in our communities to stop this type of nonsense. Someone to smack persons like Dwayne Haskins on the head on the on his ears and say listen man get it together stop being stupid get it together talk to these young men in this video talk to this young woman in this video talk about respect self-love and tell themselves to get themselves together this is the problem and until we address this we got we cannot look at other people we cannot look at, at, at all these different things and i know it's easy to say well yeah Dwayne haskins was 23 years old and we know that the human brain doesn't finish developing until he's 25 20 so someone's 25 or 26 maybe they're this young so give the guy a break don't lump all nfl players into this we're all, all black people are not a monolith we, we all know this yes Stop with the excuses. We have to hold ourselves accountable. We have to look at ourselves and say that there is a problem. African-Americans are on the lowest totem pole 
of every single uh, negative marker in this in this in the United States. There's a reason why our COVID deaths are the highest, right? There's a reason that that our, our teenage pregnancies and and uh, and uh, uh, sicknesses and cancers and every moniker of, of uh, wellness that we have, our education level, uh, graduation from high school level. There's a reason that this is that is so low, and it's because of videos like this. And, and this is what, what what we as are classifying as entertainment. We have to get it together. We have to look better. We have to do better. We have to think better. And we have to hold ourselves accountable. When we are given opportunities to attend college, when we are given opportunities to get a job, when we get are given opportunities to do whatever, you fill in the blank. We have to perform and we have to hold ourselves accountable and have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. We must do it. Otherwise, we'll continue to fail and continue to fall behind and everything like that. So I want to go off on that little rant just for a few moments. Uh, thank you all for listening. Share this video. Um, it's not my intent to embarrass anyone. It's not my intent to hold um, uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, to a higher standard than anyone else. He has the right to fail just as, like anyone else. But we don't have the right to get, be given opportunities and to let and to let ourselves down because we don't attend team practices or because we don't look at these things as businesses, not just the NFL, but your job, your business is a business. When you go to your job, it is a business. Give that man who's paying you 100% of your time. Show up on time. Be professional in your speech. Uh, and, and Be professional in your conduct. That's what I'm saying. When you start a business, be professional. Show up on time. Be a man or woman of your word. Do what you have to do. Say what you're going to say. And then do what you have said you're going to do. Be professional. That's what I'm calling for. That's what I'm seeking for. Leadership within our families, within our communities, within our churches. And therefore, we can take this to the world and we want to be stop being looked at as a certain pariah and as a certain negative then we have to we have to elevate our speech elevate our thinking elevate our minds and that's how we get get to the next uh place in life so that's it ladies and gentlemen hope you guys enjoyed this um and uh that's it much love and peace hey Teresa, how you doing so i just want to jump on just for a few minutes we're still going to have the 7 30 show um and uh yeah so we're still gonna have the 7 30 show but i wanted to just kind of jump in just for a few moments i got a lot of phone calls a lot of text messages uh from people uh who were um you know obviously concerned about what was going on today in the nation's capital i guess they wanted my opinion about it and so that's why i want to jump on just for a few a few moments here and talk about uh what happened uh today in dc and a big shadow here in my forehead here. So I guess that's what happens when you wear a hat. Anyway, uh, so I really like to get your guys' opinion if you want to type in or something like that, um, just to get your opinion. Here's here's my opinion. Um, we saw this coming. I had a show uh, with uh, Michael German. You guys can go back in the archives on Facebook or to uh, my YouTube uh, um, page, Captain Hunter's Podcast on YouTube. I believe I also put it on the audio podcast as well if it's not in the audio podcast it will be released probably tomorrow or so anyway so i had a conversation with the uh, um, former um expert in these well he's currently an expert in in these matters uh, and he was looking at white domestic terrorism and uh you know and for a long time unfortunately uh we as a country and and uh you know hate to point the finger at different people but the current administration did not take these threats seriously 
Um, we had, uh, you know, the, the, the takeover uh, of the Michigan state capital before we had, um, yeah, today was crazy. Uh, Teresa, you're absolutely right. Uh, Michelle says it's a, it, it was a disgrace. It is a disgrace. So we had these incidents before and we, 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 when I say we, I'm talking about the United States, the domestic, um, uh, Homeland Security, FBI, uh, other agencies have known about these growing terrorist threats. Um, and so today was just a manifestation of, of those types of ideologies uh, that have been going on. Um, yeah, so I got to be honest, I, I didn't see that particular part that they removed barriers. I didn't, I didn't see that part. Um, I kind of tuned in a little late. I was doing a lot of other things until someone texted me and said, hey, listen, are you watching the news? Uh, and I wasn't. <laughs> so really is a, a, a shame and a disgrace of what happened. People are scaling buildings. I'm sure we've all seen it right now, scaling the building, uh, going into the state capitol, uh, sitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk. We got her feet up on her desk. Uh, a woman was shot. Uh, people, uh, you know, they found an explosive uh, device. Um, really, really sad, sad times. And unfortunately, uh, we had we we tried to get ready for this type of thing, or at least we tried to. Some agencies, some organizations, some people tried to prepare people for this type of thing. And it's a shame and a disgrace that it happened. That people were not listening, people were not taking it seriously, um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Michelle says they were taking pictures of documents that that woman did die. Okay, yeah. I, last I had heard that she was uh, intensive care, so that's that's crazy, uh, absolutely disgusting. Yeah, yeah, she died. Um, so I, you know, this is this is really, really. And what what I was watching CNN, it was saying that um, Van Jones was saying, I, I believe it was him, it was saying. Uh, is this the end of something or the beginning of something? And I'm I'm at, I'm at the mindset that this is the beginning of something. Um, I don't I don't think that uh, you know I, I you know I'm at, really kind of at a loss for words with this, but I'll tr try to do the best I can here. Is I think that the president really stoked up these these different fires, really did more harm than good when he called for all these different types of groups to to go to the Capitol. They're stealing your election. They're taking your election. They're trying to take your president. Um, and I think that not enough people took him seriously months ago when he, when they were, when he was asked specifically, uh, will you uh, agree to a peaceful transition of power? And he said, well, we'll have to see. When he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. These, this type of language has done nothing but, but fuel the fire, uh, stoke placed uh and, and and this woman's blood is now in, in my opinion at his hand um I, I think that what's happened in, since the election 2016 20, 20 2020 has been really really disgusting um he's his rhetoric towards immigrants his rhetoric towards uh people of color his rhetoric towards uh the rule of law whether he would agree to the rule of law, agree to the fair and free elections has really, it, it, here's the culmination of this. And unfortunately, we've known that people have been practicing in the woods. They've been running around in the woods, these terrorist organizations, terrorist threats, white domestic terrorist threats, camps, and they have been doing everything that they, that they can 
in order to uh, in order to prepare for this type of thing. So it's really, really uh, sure. So Michelle's saying, that, of course, that it, it was very intentional. The, the question has to be, did he see this type of thing? Because eventually somebody must have gotten to his ear where he tweeted something, you know, telling people to go home and everything like that. But it's too late for that. That that that. Uh, you know the toothpaste is out the tube at this point uh you, you know there's no putting it back the genie's out the bottle um and uh we, we it's certainly at a different place and different time uh for this type of thing um so it really really has to be looked at and everything that he did um and, and it's really just a shame forgive me i'm getting a text here i gotta respond to this so yeah um unfortunately they were so busy trying to classify BLM as terrorists when these were other groups should have been classified. Absolutely. Absolutely. I talked about that on a couple of different episodes, even way back last year. I talked about that. Please go back in my audio archives and listen to that. I talked about that. Michael German and I, uh, as I started off the show with Michael German and I, we talked about that, the classification of, of BLM as terrorists. And here's the culmination of, of all this type of thing. And I actually talked to Michael German uh, today. Uh, he's willing to come back on. He couldn't make it today, uh, but uh, he's going to come on. We're going to try to talk by the end of the week. We'll try to do a live episode. If not, I'll record it and upload it as soon as possible. Um, but please go back and listen to the archives of that. He, you know, expert in, in white domestic terrorists. He was a, a, he infiltrated domestic terrorist groups, white domestic terrorist groups. Uh, and so he has a, a keen eye and understanding about what they want, how they go about it, their training methods and all that type of thing. Um, so it's really yeah yeah chris you're absolutely right we're living in the divided states of america i think back to what one of the brighter moments <laughs> for president george w bush when he said you know we're sharing a continent but unfortunately we're not sharing a nation um so uh, or sharing a country so yeah a lot of us are in the same space but we're not in, in the same headspace and i agree with much of what they were saying today on on uh, on uh, CNN, I was going back and forth between CNN and MSNBC, and w what's going on in here is that people are living in their own echo chambers. People are living in their own echo chambers. If all you watch is Fox News, or if all you watch is CNN, or all you watch is MSNBC, no matter right, left, if uh, that's all you watch and you don't watch anything else, and if your greatest news source is uh, a Facebook post or, or Instagram post or whatever, if that's your your sense of news, then you are certainly behind the eight ball, and certainly. Uh, you're doing yourself no, a disservice and i truly believe that many of these people are living in this type of place where all they think uh is is what they think uh whether it's QAnon, these different conspiracy theory groups and, and that's all that they seem to listen to and that's all that they seem to 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 abide by and so that that really is is a part of the problem cnn uh stand by a second here cnn um CNN is, uh, oh my God, let's send this text here because I'm going to keep getting phone calls. Yeah, so forgive me for that. So yeah, so this is this is this is the problem that we're 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 living in these echo chambers where where people are are constantly just bombarding themselves with with what they uh, confirmation bias, right? And, and you're just listen listening to listening to listening to confirmation bias, confirmation bias all the time. And it's and it's and it's stoking these fires and it's it's creating these these monsters and creating things that, that people have a serious problem with. 
and this whole voter election thing. People think it's voter fraud and they're throwing out ballots. And despite the fact that Republicans and Democrats and people on the right and left are all saying that this is the fairest, freest election, these people are storming the Capitol saying that this is not the case. Um, they, they don't see it as the case. They think that the, the election was rigged. They think that um, uh, there was illegal voting going on. The people were fixing the machines. They couldn't trust the post office, so they didn't want to vote. Really, 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 really disappointing that, that this is going on, despite the fact that people are trying to tell them, on again, on right and the left, saying that this thing is not the case, that this election was free, it was fair, there was no widespread voter fraud, there was no elimination of ballots, there was no throwing out of ballots or anything like that. So it's really, really just just a, a a terrible place that that people have allowed themselves to be in because we don't know where we get our information from when you call the news fake news uh, this is what we get you get people who don't trust the news whether you don't trust fox news you don't trust msnbc you don't trust cnn you don't trust whatever other news outlets are out there uh first thing people want to know is well where'd you get your, that that particular set of information and if it's not one that you agree with then you automatically dismiss it as fake news or well, you can't trust that news source here you got to read this news source um and so that's a bad place to be that's a bad place to be and that's where we are and that's why we're in this bad place where we don't trust the elections or we don't trust the police or we don't trust um or, or we don't trust x and I agree with you absolutely, Teresa. This was the safest election ever. More people voted than ever. And shame on those who did not trust the election by mail process, right? Because that's been going on for years. And because of the pandemic, there was no reason to stay home. I voted by mail, right? It was, um, you know, it, it was just, it, it's really just, uh, just a terrible place. Because of the current president, uh, inciting it's a joke to him he knows he did not win so there was fraud and so there was fraud in the states that he won right right so he's only challenging uh the um the, the places where we lost that right i did a show about uh about michigan um uh, uh i'm not sure if i re i'm pretty sure i released that episode already uh about the uh, detroit michigan right the the whole the rest of the state was was all was all red no no issues there but they want to throw out the ballots in detroit michigan why same thing that going on in arizona challenging the the, the the minority districts there so this is this becomes the problem this this becomes the issue this becomes the problem um so yeah i, I really just want to jump in about that it's really a shame that what's going on it's, it's really devastating to 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 the country uh i, I don't think that this is the end I would seriously hope that people are doing some type of preparing to, to, to keep them, keep you and your family safe. I want us to be safe. I want us to be uh, a whole nation, right, where we get past our, our problems in of the past. And I don't think that this is just about the election. I think it has a lot to do with uh, race. I think it has a lot to do with immigration. I think it has a lot to do with that pandemic, with masks. I think it has a lot to do with people not trusting the government. I think there's a lot of different issues that are boiling over right now. I think it has a lot to do with the economic insecurity that is going on. I think a lot of people are still feeling the brunt of uh, of, uh, of of the economic um, shutdown, lockdowns, and everything like that. So there's a lot that's going on here. There's a lot that's going on here, and so we can't um, uh, become complacent. And if if this is teaching us anything, it's that we need to be more vigilant than ever. We need to vote and be concerned about our politicians and, and politics. 
and watch what they're doing and watch what we're doing. Yes, I agree with you, Teresa. Unfortunately, the news has become politicized. We used to have news, right? Now it's 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 just a political uh, ideation that's going on here, right? You know, I cannot watch. Many times I get nauseated trying to watch CNN because every everything's about the COVID and everything's about President Donald Trump. I mean, there's nothing else going on in the world besides besides those two incidents. Um, so yeah, so it's really about political agendas, right? And so we really have to watch. Uh, uh, what we're watching and think about it. You know, sometimes we have to detox from the news, detox from, from social media, detox from the news, uh, just uh, and, and really kind of kind of pull back from it. And I'm not saying become uninformed, as I think it was um, Denzel Washington says, we're, we're kind of in this in this place where uh, if we don't watch the news, we're uninformed. If we watch the news, then we're misinformed. Um, so we're, we're in a really, really difficult place right now. Um, so, yeah, we really had to watch what we're watching. Um, and uh, as as I heard growing up in church, we had to chew the meat, uh, eat the meat and then spit out the bones. Right. The, the negative aspects, negative things that that, you know, are, are clearly a political. Uh, 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 we really had to have uh, the will, the mindset and the courage to say, no, I'm not going to uh, keep up with those things or watch those things. Right. Uh so much hates Democrats versus Republicans, right? And it, I'm sure that everyone in here has voted, right? So if you look at your ballots, right, there's the Green Party, there's the Libertarian Party, right? So it's not just Democrats and Republicans. There's more groups out here, independents, like I said, Green Party, Libertarians, all these different groups out here. So so we certainly need an, another one, at least one other, uh, or, or another uh, political party that is well financed to challenge these two ideations, right? Because uh, to me, Democrats and, and Republicans are two wings of the same bird, right? They're, they're opposite sides of the same coin, right? Still, uh, no matter who's in power, who's going to take care of the middle class? Who's going to watch out for, for the middle class, right? So either you're too rich to, I was talking to someone, and either you're too rich to get a student uh, to, to go to college, right? So you won't get any financial aid because you can because you can get it. Uh, if you're too poor, if you below a certain economic level, then you get all these different grants and loans and funds and all this kind of stuff. But it's the middle class who is getting screwed because uh, they they don't have it. So yeah, it's really really just a sad 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 case. Um, so yeah, no more middle class. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, so I, I just want to chime in about that. I, I really thank you guys for tuning in. We still have the show tonight with Dr. Brantley. I'm actually going to jump out. We're going to jump back in in about 10 minutes. Um, so thank you guys so much. We're, we're probably going to start off talking about this a little bit, Dr. Brantley and myself, and then we're going to get into the religious uh, uh, restrictions that we, that we talked about. So we'll, we'll continue this conversation uh, because it's a hot topic, but, uh, but uh, I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, Teresa says working families party, but they are kind of like uh, they're kind of like to the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different parties out there, but people don't but people don't realize they're out there. Anytime you watch CNN or Fox News, all the talk about Democrats, Republicans. But there's many other parties out here. Right. So I really hope that that we can do something to fund them, um, you know, but because they don't take money from big pharma, big, big car companies, uh, their their um, their notoriety. Uh, is going to be going down and, and their notoriety is non-existent, right? Nobody knows who, who they are and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, so I'm going to end this right here. I'll be back in about seven minutes. So uh, don't go anywhere. 
thank you guys for, for tuning in um, and we'll continue this conversation we'll pick up right right here where I left off at thanks hey everyone this is your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again listen I tried to do this on uh, live and it just did not work so I apologize for that so I'm just going to record it and then upload it uh, as well so I want to show why um, I think that uh, fatherhood matters and uh, in relation to what's going on with these series of pranks and all this kind of stuff so um uh, so there's a prank there's a new prank that's going on around the internet on facebook at least i just saw it today and i really gave it some thought and it's called the shut up challenge if you guys can see this here uh the shut up challenge and so they're what they're what these kids are doing is and in, in, in cahoots with another parent mostly the mother is in cahoots with the kids is they're they're seeing the reactions of their father uh mostly their father i haven't seen any uh, i haven't not watched all of them obviously but i'm uh, not seeing the um interactions between uh, a, a mother when they've been told to shut up and i'm sure that somebody's doing it so anyway so this is what's going on this is the challenge you know see how the father's going to react or see how another parent is going to react when another parent is in on it so I, I think it's extremely important that we show this uh and talk about this because i mean dads matter fathers matter right so so here we go We're, we'll play a couple of these we'll have a few laughs and then i'll I'll, t I'll give some statistics and all that kind of stuff and and show why this all this kind of stuff matters and what it means and all that why take you so long? I said to go clean the pantry. He's So that's one challenge. Let's see, here's another one here. Can you go get me a bottle of water out the refrigerator? Who are you talking to? My mama. Your wife. Is you trying to die? Is you trying to die? Who are you talking to? Say it again. It's a prank. It's a prank, dude. Calm down. <laughs> Is the guy going to stab his kid with a fork? Hudson, you need to go clean your fish tank. Shut up. Like now. Shut up. You what literally you asked me to do this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs>
there's another one up here that I really like. It's with a step parent, I think. Step parent, here it is. I can get it to play here. Naja. Naja. Oh, can you shut up? I'm trying to make a TikTok. What? Wait, baby, baby, we're joking. What? We're you just joking. Y'all gotta stop playing. What did you say? Just shut up already. Jacob! Jacob! Yeah. Come here. All right, so those are some of the responses from the parents. I'm not gonna belabor that point. Um, and so I really just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, just the importance of having a strong parents, strong father in particular, uh, and being involved in your kid's life, right? So here are, from the Fatherhood Project, uh, here are 10 facts about fatherhood engagement. Fathers and infants can be equally attached as mothers and infants when both parents are involved with the child. Infants are attached to both parents from the beginning of life. Uh, father involvement is related to positive child health outcomes in infants. Father involvement using authoritative uh, parenting, loving and with clear boundaries and expectations lead to better emotional, academic, social, and behavior outcomes for children. Children who feel closeness to their father twice as likely uh, to enter college, have stable employment after high school, 75% less likely to have a teen birth, 80% less likely to spend time in jail, and half as likely to have depression syndrome uh, symptoms. Fathers occupy a critical role in child development. Um, the quality of a father father-child relationship matters more than a specific amount of time together right you don't even so what this is saying is you don't even have to be in the home uh living there obviously it's preferable but if, if you're if you don't have full custody of your kid just make sure you spend some good quality time with your kid and be involved in what go, the, what is going on high levels of fatherhood are correlated with high levels of sociability confidence and self-control in children uh, they're less likely to engage in risky behaviors in adolescence. Uh, they are less, uh, 43% more likely to earn A's in school, 33% like, less likely to repeat a, a grade, uh, right? People staying back and all that kind of stuff. Fatherhood engagement reduces the frequency of behavioral problems uh, and economic disadvantage in low-income uh, families. Uh, fatherhood engagement in reduces psychological problems and rates of depression in young women. Well, let's go back to number nine here. Father engagement reduces the frequency of behavioral problems in boys while also decreasing delinquency and economic disadvantage in low-income families, right? So what we also saw in, these, in many of these videos is that the, the father is in the home and it's a nice home. Right, uh, there, there's probably he's probably the breadwinner doing what he's got to do and just earning his keep and, and doing what he's got to do. Right, here's from Parent for Success uh, dot com, and it goes over twenty different twenty reasons why uh, children need dads. Number one is for fun. Number two is for balance. Number three is to understand men. I guess that's for women. <laughs> uh, four for a behavior. Number five is for their education. Number six for friendships. For seven for their mental health. For eight for self-esteem. Nine for confidence and self and confidence and strength. 
10 for the future relationships with partners uh, 11 for the best chance of stable relationships for understanding the role of a dad 13 is for security 14 for choosing the right path 15 for the ability to persevere for competitiveness for wisdom for the future career for number 19 is for respect of authority for number 20 is for happiness for number 19 again is for respect of authority you want your kids to respect their teachers their bosses later on in life and of course the police then they need the dad in the home so these uh parent parenting shut up challenge pranks uh while you know i i question my own personal preference i never swore in front of my kids but hey whatever ever goes on in their homes we see that there's a positive influence from the father positive influence of them standing up taking those corrective actions so kudos to all the fathers out there all the parents out there who are doing what they got to do in order to make sure that their kids are being raised and of course if my kids ever told me to shut up we all know <laughs> so much love and peace everyone